The following podcast features topics discussed by geeks or under the supervision of nerds. Accordingly, Geek Life and its producers must insist that no one attempt to recreate or reenact any of the topics or bad impressions performed on this show. Welcome, ladies and germs. Uh, so uh yeah welcome to geek life hq you got both justins matt no show we don't know yeah, we really don't know what happened we don't know if uh you know he's, he's in a bathroom and laying in a pile of his own feces and vomit if he's uh taking a nap if uh you know well knows? i i assume that uh you know there's feces involved if it's matt i i would assume so as well <laughs> Maybe he woke up and the wife got mad and shaved his beard off. So he's hiding in a room of shame. A room of shame. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I love that a lot. That's great. He can't, he can't come out until his uh, beard is uh, fully grown again. He's like, it's like a groundhog, you know, the beard. I, I saw, out, so. <laughs> I did see a picture of, of him not too long ago where uh, he had like a, a young, younger version of his own beard. And I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> I've known Matt so long. I knew him back when he had the porn mustache. Oh, wow. <laughs> he rocked the porn mustache at my first wedding. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that that's that's how far we, me and Matt go back. We go back a spell, as they say. I knew huh. him pre, pre-beard. Oh, did you? Yes. <laughs> that's good. I was just writing down the, the movie for my week in geek when we get there because I, I forgot that I had uh watched that. I'm like, I gotta I don't wanna be like searching for the movie title. I'm like you mean, oh, you, mean you forget about things and we go to talk about them? Absolutely. That never, that never happens. I never hang up and go, oh shit, forgot to talk about that. Well, that's the funny thing too, is like basically we get together, we talk, you know, we bullshit and all that. And you know, we we had decided, I think four years ago now, to you know, start taping these conversations, getting other people involved to listen to them. Yeah. You know, to two various levels of success. I, I was going through some of the old Justin versus Justin stuff, and it's like our first video had like nearly five thousand views. It was crazy. Yeah. So, and then um, sharp drop off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, my mustache oh, yeah. is killing me. Well, one, one thing has always been constant for the last four years. We say we should prepare for our show. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're, we're kind of there. I feel like, you know, it's I, know, I think we, we've just got it down now towards like second nature. Yeah, you know, and and um, the the good thing about us is we always find a way to fill in the silence. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> we got a we got a really big shoe. It's really it's not always shoe. good, folks, but you know. <laughs> How do you so. feel about cool whip? <laughs> cool whip. A pie is not a pie without cool whip. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Uh, so uh, yeah, before we got on, because we were talking about what should we talk about since it's just us two and Matt's not here. I know. So we're going to discuss movies. Surprise, surprise. So that, that we, leaves we, it up to you to uh, supply the Seinfeld and South Park quotes. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jerry. <laughs> Newman. <laughs> Spe- speaking of that, one thing I did do this week, since we're talking about Seinfeld, I might as well just get to it. I, I've been to watch all of uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Oh, cool. I um, I absolutely love that. Uh, was it Bridget? Uh, what's her name? The one that uh, Bobcat was talking about. Yeah, on with yeah, her? She like, was I awesome, fu- man. I fucking hate him. Like he just went off like, <laughs> oh, man, it was he, brutal. He, he didn't hold back. He literally I mean, they bleeped out who he said. 
So you don't actually know it's Bobcat, but because we know it's Bobcat, it's yeah, yeah. He just goes off. But uh, you know, you know what's so cool about that though is that she didn't give an inch. She just like, I'm sorry, I I love him, you know, yeah. and like she like the integrity that she displayed, and you know, seeing that like everybody truly loves what she does because she does like this whole burlesque comedy show and it's like super intense and all that. And it's like, man, she's just cool as hell. Yeah, no, I like that. She just kept it going. She didn't make it awkward. She was like, well, I love him. And he kind of still went off, but then at the end it was just like, whatever. Yeah, it was cool. And it it was a cool car. And the, the good one that I saw was uh, him and Eddie Murphy that were up on stage and, just it gives you a good idea about Jerry Seinfeld because like they're like oh yeah I heard that you you single handedly destroyed Crackle or something he's like yeah. he's like yeah what are you gonna do it was about money you know it's like yeah. oh, okay so you started this just because of whatever and then you know like it became about money I'm like yeah. okay but uh, I, well my favorite one out of all of them there was actually two of them with uh, Ricky Gervais Ricky Gervais is fucking hilarious I, oh, I don't I, know that I've seen that. Yeah, Ricky Gervais has two of them, and he's just—I love his dry British humor, and I don't know. I just that I, Jim Carrey one was pretty weird. But yeah, the Jim Carrey's weird, but no, Ricky, I really like the Eddie Murphy one. You got to watch the one with Rick, the two with Ricky Gervais. Actually, I think there's three episodes with Ricky Gervais. I take that back. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a two-parter, and then there's one, and like when he's telling the joke about the the Jew that goes to heaven, and God says, "Tell me a tell me a joke," and he tells him one about the Holocaust. And then and God goes, that's not funny. <laughs> the Jew goes, yeah, guess you should have been there. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That's a great joke. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. I'll have to watch that now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ricky Gervais is hilarious. I didn't know how much, how close uh, Seinfeld and, uh, and, and uh, Jay Leno really are. Yeah, they um they came up together and they were the yeah. first two that like hit it big. Like it seems yeah. like all the com- like a lot of people rag on Jay Leno, but it seems like comedians really have a lot of respect for him. Well, back back in the day when he was doing his thing, like he was kind of like your big brother, like take you under his arm and stuff. And it's like these guys, like they were like the showstoppers. They could make or break you, yeah. you know, if they if they are like, oh yeah, they got this, and you know, and I mean, comedians are really really competitive people. Oh yeah, naturally. But I, and I mean, I, mean I, I always thought about throwing my hat in that, but it's like I just wouldn't want to deal with other people's bullshit. <laughs> it's hard. I tried stand up in my younger days, and it is hard. It is really hard. It's hard to just come up with shit, and then it's hard to be on stage and be like, uh, like I, I like this because it's more organic and it's it's like improv. But yeah. like like with this, I think it's one of those things where I kind of lose sight of what other people think's funny and just go with what I think's funny. Very Gilbert Gottfried like, yeah. where it's like then in, in like Norm Macdonald style, where I'm like at that point I'm feeding off how uncomfortable you are and it's making me laugh, <laughs> and I like that more than the idea of making you laugh, and it just doesn't work well. <laughs> so, uh, what comedian do you think? should have had a talk show that never got one. Did Rodney Dangerfield have a talk show? I don't believe so. Rodney Dangerfield, um, uh, Robin Williams, although it's like his career went in a completely different direction. I don't think Robin Williams could have had a talk show because he would have just taken it over and the guests would have never got to talk. It would have been hilarious. I hear you got a new movie coming out. Oh, look at that. The movie going to play the clip. Oh, see you later. Bye. Yeah, you you get it. I mean, yeah. (laughs) 
Um, I mean, Bob Saget could have done one easily. Oh yeah. You know, that, that would have been an easy one, you know, and, and put John Stamos on the couch done. Like that would have been perfect. You know, um, and the announcer could have been Dave Coulier, you know, that's like, so and coming up next, (laughs) that would have been perfect. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's like, like talk shows and stuff like that. They're good, but they're also kind of like middle of the road. I was a big fan of Craig Ferguson. I think that he had one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Craig Ferguson hit on every female head. Didn't even hide it. Oh, he was the he was just so funny, like with, with everything. He was just so outlandish. And he's like, I don't really care. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Jeffries is pretty good. I, I like Jim Jeffries stuff. Yeah. So I was always a big Conan fan. I love Conan. I think Conan is the one that like speaks to us the most, like like kind of like the nerdy guy and stuff. And he's, well, I think because like, Conan, Conan, Conan was legitimately like hilarious. And he was I was a Letterman to- guy for a while, but I don't feel good about that. I was never a Letterman. I preferred uh, Jay Leno over Letterman. If you're going between the two wars of them, yeah, I was. I was always a Tonight Show person. So I like Johnny Carson Tonight Show. I cannot say that I've ever actually watched more than two episodes of like the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. I just never really like. I saw I saw the clips of when Bobcat lit it on fire, which is great. Yeah. So, but um. I don't know. It's just like it wasn't my style, and I found him very disingenuine. So I just yeah, I, don't, um, I don't think he's disingenuine. I just don't think that was what he. After a while, I don't think that's the role he wanted to be in. But it was like, well, it pays the bills. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what happened. It was like, well, you know, this is not what I want to do. I have nothing against Jimmy Kimmel. Like, like he's funny and stuff. And like he's got some pretty edgy humor. That's kind of cool. Nah, it's just Jimmy, um, Jimmy Kimmel was good on the Man Show. Now he's just a man, baby. I I just I don't watch his show. I like Colbert's humor, but again, I mean, I could get that from Conan, and yeah. I like it, so I don't have to conform. Like I think, I'm like, I think honestly, they should. John Stewart should have his own show. John Stewart should like run for political office at this point. So, like, people don't even understand how good that guy is. You're like, yeah. oh, what are you doing? Oh, I produce a show and this and that. Well, what do you do in your off time? Oh, I help veterans by getting them up and doing this. And it's like, yeah. wow, uh, everybody sucks except for you. <laughs> pretty <laughs> it's much. Like, it's like, what are you for? Oh, I'm pretty much for like, you know, getting this going and all that so people can eat and feed their families. But what do I know? Takes a yeah. sip of tea. And they're like, ah, fucking John Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's because all these, you know, a lot of these guys are Hollywood idiots and stuff. Like, that's why one thing I had to laugh about Seinfeld was in uh, the comedians. There was the episode with Seth Rogen, and he's talking about when they. I saw with, that one, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, when they're hanging out, hanging out with Bill Cosby. And uh, yeah, and the reason Bill Cosby got the Lifetime Achievement Awards because Seinfeld said he didn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I said I didn't want it. <laughs> it. It was kind of funny, too. Like, you could tell when Jerry's like really into like these people and all that. Cause it's like when you see him on the show Seinfeld, like there's like those little ticks and all that. And it's like, that's kind of him sometimes too, with like the, yeah. the weirdness, like when he just goes out of his way, not to look at people, you know, and, yeah. and like, and it happens like when you're watching the show, you're like, wow, he's really not looking at him. And I, I get that he's driving and all that, but like, there's a lot of times where he just does not maintain any sort of eye contact. Well, you could one thing you could tell with Jerry Seinfeld is you can definitely tell when he actually genuinely likes the person that he's with, and mm-hmm. when he's just kind of with the person because it's like, oh, they're a comedian and they'll be on the show. 
Exactly. Yeah. And and that's why I didn't realize that he and Eddie Murphy had such a close relationship. And I'm like, yeah. damn, like these these guys are like legit friends. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's funny. Like, like, like I said, Seth you, like, not really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just I don't know. I listen to Seth Rogen. Like, I don't think I could be friends with Seth Rogen just because his laugh. he he seems like an all right guy but you know it's it's funny like he gets so polarizing and all that and i'm like i'm like uh you know okay he's he's all right i mean i haven't seen anything that he's done in in a while that it's like really wowed me like like his stuff is like still kind of the same shit like like the night after i think uh was like the last movie i remember seeing him in what 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 was the last thing he was in uh Pam and Tommy. Oh, okay. He's in that. It just I, came out. Yeah. Who does he play in that? He plays the guy who stole the tape. Oh, that's that's all right. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe so, it was the okay. interview was the last oh, thing I saw him in. <laughs> okay, so if uh, you had Justin in cars with celebrities, who would you get as your top five? Your your first five guests. Oh, I love this question. Um, the first, the first uh, one would be uh, obviously the the late Norm Macdonald. So that okay, would have been. They, they have to be alive. All right. Yeah. So all right. So that drive, one. You can't drive around with a dead body. Well, you could. You could, but I don't think they're going to say much. All right. So I would want Sam Rockwell uh, would be one of them because he would be interesting as hell to talk to. Yeah. For sure. Um, Jeff Bridges is another one I'd want to get. Just uh, all kinds of crazy. Uh, I, I imagine there's Keanu Reeves would be interesting. Yeah. So that's that's three of them there. Weird Al would be uh, my number one choice, like given anybody. How, how, oh, speaking of Weird Al, how do you feel about the uh, biopic coming out with Daniel? I Ray? think it's going to be amazing. Right. Is it, and uh, I wonder, you know, if they're going to like dub in the singing or something, or if he's going to do like a funny voice. Maybe. I don't right. know. All right. All right. All right. Who's, who's your number five? I, I dive. Uh, number five, Peter Laird, you know, um, from Eastman and Laird. Um, because yeah. he's he's like a really elusive person to get and all that. I think that would be a really cool person to get. Uh, so and and if uh, if he's not into it, I don't know. You know, um, it'd be cool to get Frank Oz. I think okay. that would be neat. All right. Well, Murray's right. like the obvious one besides that, but it's like the other guys are like pretty elusive. Yeah. All right. So I, uh, I change all my answers to Bill Murray. <laughs> all right so if i'm uh, if, I, if i have five people that i could be like this is my friend and we're gonna go drive in a car and i'm gonna interview him um i'd have to go probably dana carvey classic great answer just because he's you know i love all his movies that'd be funny e- even the master of disguise which was awful <laughs> and uh the one where he was it blank it wasn't blank slate it was something else but um yeah i I mean, and he was in Spinal Tap, dude. Yeah. He played a friggin' mime. Yep. Yeah, I'm with it. That's, that's a yeah. great answer. So, yeah, I'll go Dana Carvey. Uh, and then uh, probably the second choice, I'd go with Timothy Olafonte. Nice. Nice choice. Very relevant and topical. Very relevant and topical, but my love of him goes back to Deadwood. You know that. Oh, yeah. That's. <laughs> I'd just be like, let's talk I mean, about, I, can we, can I kinda talk like... about Deadwood. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what'd you do this week? Watch Deadwood? You know, it's like. <laughs> He'd be like, can we talk about the book of uh, Boba Fett? And I'd be like, no, let's talk about Deadwood. <laughs> like, all right, I guess we're there again. So, Powers <laughs> Booth and such. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, for number three, huh, I would probably have to go with. 
God, this is a, this is actually a harder question. Garth Brooks? <laughs> no. Garth Brooks, who else? Aerosmith? <laughs> um, I might, might go with Mike Myers. Just because he's he's out there and crazy and another one that would be great. That's too yeah, like a my... cool conversation at very least. Yeah. Um, then I would probably trying to th- I'm trying to think of movies that I just watch nonstop. I'd probably want to be in a car with Jerry Seinfeld. To be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, just don't expect some eye contact. Yeah. No. Wouldn't expect eye contact. Um, who else? Who else? I don't know. I fucking I'm drawing David Hasselhoff, uh, Pamela Anderson, um, David Chokichi. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on a Baywatch <laughs> kick right now. <laughs> who else am I getting in the hatchback? <laughs> uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, uh, uh, Sean William Scott. He would honestly be in my top 10 list to be. 100 percent honest like sean oh. william scott would be in my top 10 james earl jones there you go kevin smith you know james earl jones i'd get him in the car that'd, that'd be great you know you could be I, like oh you mean hercules <laughs> <laughs> and then the following episode i'd get uh, morgan freeman nice nice I, I could see that be like <laughs> where do you want to go where do you want to go i don't know you're I'd driving I drive. I would drive him to the to that tree and be like, "Let's find that damn box that Andy left." This <laughs> again? Are we gonna end up making a damn boat? <laughs> or, or I'd get to back and say, "I'm Miss Daisy, draft me." <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, "This is some shit." <laughs> Will you teach me how to curve a bullet? Now that's not real. <laughs> I I love that. That'd be fun. That would be just uh, that'd be a good time. I imagine. <laughs> At least for one of us. So well, that interview would just be great because I'd pick him up in the driving Miss Daisy car, but then I'd sit in the back seat and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing? You're driving." The, the funny part of this is that, like, my dad experienced that, but clearly, my dad is not a black man, you know, in you know the South and all that with Miss Daisy. But he said that he used to drive this woman in the neighborhood around back when he was a kid, and they had an old Packard car, yeah. right, like an old old fashioned i'm like you know surprisingly you didn't have to get out and crank this thing but it was like a 1920s car yeah. so you know he would drive her and do the groceries and stuff like that and and, and, uh, and he's like yeah surprisingly that was uh pretty uh you know he's like that was pretty spot on <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so yeah that's uh justin in cars with celebrities eating chicken sandwiches Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, then it's like, what do you do? You drive to Popeye's, you drive to, uh, doesn't Best Buy have one now? Wasn't that a thing? I think everybody yeah. has. Yeah, it's just you go get the chicken <laughs> sandwiches and try it. So, underrated Dunkin' Donuts chicken sandwich. Just saying. Celebrities in cars eating coleslaw with their hands. <laughs> the shreds <laughs> from Saturday Night Live. It's shreds! <laughs> it's just lettuce. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good one. I, I mean, that's... Uh, you know, solid, solid list. Um, so what, what we were talking about before was just movies. 2021 movies. And, and we, we used to do this. This was a, a tradition of Ju- Justin versus Justin, where we would do our top 10 movies for the year and all that. We didn't get to do one yet, but yeah. since Matt isn't here, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. yeah. So, Cause he's usually the one that's like, I don't want. Yeah. Cause he, he usually doesn't watch um, as many movies as we do, I think. So. Or I think you are frozen. 
Oh, there you are. You're back. But your audio is. Oh, there you go. Okay. It says your internet connection. Internet connection is unstable. Can you hear me? What isn't? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, because my thing says mute. That's really weird. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, here you go. But anyway, we were talking about your top 10 list of movies. You can hear me. That's That's what matters. Can you hear me? Okay, hold on. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. There goes my internet again. Oh, you're back. I'm back. All right, there you go. I don't know what's going on over here. It's weird. Ice storms in Texas. You know, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. The ghost of Norm Macdonald. He's like, ah, your show, it sucks. <laughs> I died. I literally died. <laughs> I listened to your show and I died. <laughs> He's like, I just like to say, I died well before Frank Stallone. <laughs> That's great. All right, all right. Let's, well, let, let's get to this, these movies. Uh, you, do you have any honorable mentions? Because uh, there, there's a lot of movies that came out. I, I don't know if I'm going to do a lot of these justice, but um, I do have at least one honorable mention. I honestly don't. All right, so I, was, I have two honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah, your list is uh, the list we're going to go off of because we read them off together. and uh, most I'm movies, sure a lot of these. You enjoyed see. more of these movies more than I did. You know, I, I got to give it to 2021. They really kicked 2020's ass. Like when it comes to movies that were of better quality, I, I will say this in general, if you go back an extra year to when you had stuff like, you know, once upon a time in Hollywood and Ford versus Ferrari and even the Joker and all that, it's like, that was really excellent cinema, like all around. Yeah. Then you get to the next year and it's like, well, you know, pandemic, we can't really do much. It's like, I guess we'll release this underwater movie. And that was the best we got. Yeah. You know, and, well, so, during the pandemic, it was more like, well, we can't make movies right now. So what do we have in storage? Mm-hmm. Let's, throw, let's throw that shit out. That is how we got our interview with John Ray's Davies, so, <laughs> <laughs> which I am super grateful for a year ago. So, you know. But I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like the quality slipped and we end up getting these HBO Max original movies that are just turds. You know, like, yeah. not to tip our hat, but it's like what when like the highest quality movie that you have is uh, is Mortal Kombat, which was the highest grossing movie of 2021 on on um, the streaming platform. It's like, I don't know, man. It's just it's crazy. Yeah, because Godzilla versus King Kong, that was a turd and a half. It's it's funny because it was like, I think it's better than the Godzilla King of Monsters, but I mean, it's like, it's not yeah. my thing. Like, I'm not, like, I know now I'm not a Godzilla movie guy. I know that. I like Godzilla. I like the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. Yeah, I mean, I like that as much as the other thing, but it's like, I'm not going to fan fanboy out about it. I'm like, it's okay. It's well, just not my, problem, not my, my favorite. They focused on the Millie Bobby Brown character way too much in both of those. They did fix it in the second one, and she was only in like 11 minutes of the movie. So Yeah, but you know. her her sidekick and all that crap. Oh yeah. Like when you get to the payoff at the end of the movie and they're like, what are you doing? That did literally nothing. Yeah. yeah. And nobody. Yeah. It was just bad. It was just yeah. like all around bad. Yeah. Yeah. So no, all right. me, dog. honorable mention movie that we were just talking about that you did not get to see 
Werewolves Within, starring um, yeah. Miljana Viltrab from the AT&T commercials. Yep. And um, the actor that you said that we both really like, I can't remember his name. <laughs> we both really like, but we don't know his name. I keep confusing him with Little Ray. Sam so, Richardson. Sam Richardson, yeah. Fantastic film. Really oh, fun. It's, it's also got uh, Guillermo. Oh, it does. Yes. Harvey uh, Gillian, yeah. Yeah, he he was great in that. He he plays um, he plays so they, an interesting character. So they couldn't <laughs> make him a vampire, so he became werewolf. Uh well, you know it's kind of interesting. The only other actor I remembered was uh, I remember watching American Horror Story Hotel, and the guy that bought the hotel, he plays Guillermo's partner. So it's like, oh okay, you know, and they're together and all that, and yeah. and it takes place in Alaska and. Um, Sam Richardson is uh, a police officer that's sent out there, and you know, um, uh, what's her what's her name? The AT and T girl is a post office worker, so it's yeah. it's pretty interesting. I I liked it a lot. I think that was a really cool one. Definitely kind of like an indie horror film, and um, I think it's pretty good. We'll say. I'm definitely gonna give it a watch because I want to. I so um, I got to start with my number ten film of the year, which is uh, a movie that made me laugh just a whole bunch. And I like the first one. If you go back to our episode from 2018, this was, uh, I think number nine on my list, but Venom Two: let there be carnage is my number 10 film for 2021. It is not a great film. It's not a well-made film in terms of like story or anything like that, but I enjoyed the heck out of it and it made me crack up. Oh, dude, it was way funnier than the first one. And yeah, no, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was a great entertaining film that just was mindless entertainment. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that it was a great Woody Harrelson performance. Everybody wanted to see that character. It eventually would go and tie into Spider-Man and all that. So, yeah. you know, it was, it was pretty cool. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I give that one my approval. All right. Um, what's Do you have a number 10 or are we just do my list? We'll just do your list. Okay. Uh, number nine, I'm going to go with a, uh, a streaming original film, which is probably the best of the bunch that I've seen. It was incredibly funny. You told me to watch this one. I had to get into it. And then um, I, I think I watched it three times so far. But uh, Vacation Friends. Yeah, Vacation Friends. Fantastic. John Cena's great. Oh, my God. This L- was a L- funny Lil Rel's movie. great in it. It's Lil Rel, fucking, yeah. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was good. That was a good movie. And just... Um, I mean, it, it just you, you could have taken like any of the actors and switched them with the exception of John Cena. He was just flawless. And maybe John I, Cena's wife, like she was know, she was dude. really I think, good. I, I think the only person you could really swap out would be uh, the girl who played Lil Rel's wife. You could. I oh, think, yeah, I you think, could easily I think swap you kinda around. Need, I think you kind of need that John Cena, Lil Rel mixed because they, they work so well together. I liked him, but it's like, could you not see that this this would be John Cena and you know kevin hart like and that's like a kevin hart role i think kevin hart would have i i don't know if kevin hart could have played uptight as much as laurel it was good uh it was it was funny i love the whole aspect with like her dad and like the fox hunt and the psychedelic stuff and what is this it's cocaine why did you guys put cocaine on her margaritas because we like you (laughs) or the whole uh pregnancy scare (laughs) yeah i think i think it's mine (laughs) That's my baby. 
It was, it was pretty good. It was, it was definitely pretty good. Yeah. Um, so uh, the next one I'm going to go with was uh, Dune. So from, you know, the, the remake of Dune, HBO Max had it on. It was in theaters and all that. Pretty, pretty big friggin' movie. I loved it. I, everyone's like, oh, you've never read the original Dunes. I have it. I've read the comic, like the comic adaptation version of it. So I'm familiar with what this story should be. And, you know, I've, I've seen the David Lynch film, which is not at all face faithful, yeah. but it's like, I still kind of like it, but you know, this, this version faithful, really good. Like the story is excellent. It's well acted. It's beautiful to look at. It's a cool movie, man. Yeah. I, I agree The The cinematography in the movie is absolutely fantastic. Um, if you're not a Dune follower, the story can be a little confusing. Um especially if you come from star Wars to Dune, you're like, Oh spice? Yeah, yeah. Spice. What the fuck? <laughs> Everybody's in this galaxy after spice. And it's, it's spice. weird too, because it's <laughs> like, you've got like the Jedi magic aspects of it with the weirding yeah. way and stuff. And like when they start getting into it, you know, it's, it's very different and it's, it's like myopic where it's not happy ending at all. And I think when you get to the eventual ending, you're kind of like, what did we yeah. win? I don't know that we won. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like that. What's going on here? But no, I, I liked I liked part one of Dune. I have yet to see. You know, part two hasn't come out yet, but uh, yeah, we'll see. All right, um, number seven. I'm gonna go with a uh, a silent film. No, it's not quite silent, but um, so the the lead actor in this one, I love him because you know i i I watch his movies all the time uh this was one that my kids are really into because they're huge fans of five nights at freddy i am talking about willie's wonderland starring the one and only academy award winner nicholas cage (laughs) Uh, that movie was uh it's very entertaining it is different uh it's basically taking a kid's nightmare and putting it into film it was it was awesome. And I mean, he didn't speak a word and he had like this perfect comedic timing where he just kept going and like, I don't know if it was like a root beer or like grape soda every yeah. hour he would open one. It was just really, really a fun film. Yeah, yeah, definitely worth a watch. So let's see. So that is seven. So number six, I was kind of on the fence about which one I was going to do, but I'm, I'm going to go with um uh, I'm gonna go with Shang Chi. Did you get a chance to see Shang Chi this year? I did watch Shang Chi, and actually, out of all the Marvel movies that have been released, because I'm not counting Venom, and I'm not well, I guess I won't count Spider Man either because they're both Sony. Um, but uh, as far as like movies on Disney Plus Marvel, uh, that was my favorite. Yeah, it's um, it's good, and it's funny because some some people think almost oh, like oh, someone's dying. coughing over here you're right there yeah. all right and this part oh. of the show is brought to you by covid <laughs> not covid <laughs> so um with this you know some people think aquafina and all that is is like an acquired taste and all that i thought she was perfect in this film like she just is a, she is an so acquired good. taste but they they toned her down enough to make her tolerable i loved her as the friend and it's like it doesn't even have to be like a forced love interest and yeah. um you know sir ben kingsley in the film is just he's just the right amount and you can't wait to see him again when he shows up like at the end when when it looks like like oh no and then he's like i'm acting you're like oh this is freaking awesome (laughs) yeah the the playing dead scene was fantastic 
and, and he did this whole thing before you watch Shang Chi. If you watch like the the Legend of the Ten Rings or something like that on Disney Plus, as the um, there's like a little feature, that's yeah. really cool. That that leads into it. I, I think it was so good. And and they took this obscure character from nowhere and made him the coolest guy in the room, which was yeah. so cool. Yeah, Shang Chi really I I really liked it. So the the next one is it's going to kind of surprise you where it falls on my list. But um, the next one for me is, and I think we're at five, right? Are we? Yeah. All right. So my number five is going to actually be Spider-Man No Way Home. So, and I think that's going to shock people that it's like, wow, that's not higher and all that. Spider-Man's not my character. It's not my guy. So like, I love the movie and, and, you know, anything that I would detract for is other than like my own interest where it's like, yeah, you know, it's not my number one thing. So I'm not going to say it's my number one movie, but it was good. You know? Yeah, no, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Spider-Man's not my go-to superhero, but um, you know, I, I can say that Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse will remain one of my all-time favorite movies now, but uh, this one, uh, yeah, this one was really good. They basically took Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and was like, Hey, let's just do that concept, but with live action. And really, like, besides the fact of having, like, the additional Spider-Man in it, it was really about those villains yeah. and just, like, so much redemption for, like, Andrew Garfield and Jamie Foxx and, you know, bringing back e- even, like, the lizard was there. And it's it just kind of, like, brought everything around full circle for all these characters. And I mean, one, I mean, one of the movies that had a better ending, I thought, than than a lot of them. Yeah, well, I, I just like the part, the, the best part of the whole movie is Andrew Garfield going... My, I, I suck as Spider-Man. I'm, I'm like the worst one. I'm the lame one. Like, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I did see this thing, and, and uh, I think it was a post, and someone says, when I say Spider-Man, who's the actor that you, you first think of? And I had to say Toby. Like, I said Toby. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's an age thing or anything like that, but it's like three movies, and the fact that it's like from 2001 through two, 2000, what was it, like six or something like that? Yeah. That was who it was, you know, and those those will remain to me the best Spider-Man movies. The second one for me, like Spider-Man 2 with the Doc Octopus. Yeah, I loved it. I, I, I think I have that on like my PSP, you know, you know it's <laughs> like but uh, it, it's just like it's such a cool movie with the really good, like compelling story behind it. Yeah. And the whole part with like the train. This is a really good movie, man. And mm-hmm. I, I just like it could even not be a superhero movie and I still love it. Well, think about how many cool. how many memes are still used today from that movie. Yeah, that movie is a meme generator. I mean, oh, yeah. just absolutely. You know, and, and like gifts too, like tons of gifts from that one. Yep. No, it's I mean, come on, it's from the guy who made Army of Darkness. How could it not be good? Yeah, and he will be making uh, Doctor Strange into the into the bad was it multiverse of madness? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, some some bullshit. bullshit. (laughs) All right, so let's see. uh, Number four. I think I got something else. So this uh, this one this one's like obscure, but it's it's one of those things where you're you're just gonna be like, okay, and and it's it's a Justin thing because you're just not gonna be interested in it whatsoever (laughs) because it's an animated film. So um, it's called the Spine of Night which is a full rotoscoped film. And, and I've, I've talked about it before. It's, it's animated and it's about like these people that kind of eat well, this. Here, here I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to go 
I'm gonna go get a drink of water while you explain this film to everybody. Okay, yeah, I'll explain I'll it to everyone. And, so and, and tune in, go ah ah. Lucy Lawless, Patton Oswalt, Joe Maginero, you know, and and it's it's kind of like this crazy thing. It's like the old heavy metal. Justin has in fact left the room, so he's gotten up. He's not here. I could say anything. Like he's a complete tool. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So um, it's it's kind of fun. I'm just looking at a blank chair right there, and you know, nothing. So, and I'm hearing his dog snore, but that's all good. So he's back anyway. So he's not going to realize that I waited this long just so I can continue to say the movie. And then he would have to listen. So anyway, Uh Lucy Uh Lawless is the main character and uh, go on. And basically it's like heavy metal. It's all rotoscoped. I think it was a shutter original. So if you subscribe to shutter, you could get it. Um, But it was like a movie that was, was put out all rotoscoped animation over live acting and all that incredible amounts of ultra violent gore and like just nudity and stuff like that. So it's, um, it's interesting, man. I, I really enjoyed it. I actually watched it the second time with my dad. He, he liked it too. <laughs> I'll take your word on it. You too, Mr. Cat. Buddy, be quiet, pal. Will you? So uh, number three, we are on, and this is one that you and I watched together and we, we did a pretty cool episode on this. The suicide squad. Yes. Um, what a fun movie, man. I mean, that, that was that great. Was that, was cool. def- that was definitely a redemption from the first one. Absolutely. They got the right people. And, and I mean, they got rid of the Jared Leto bullshit. Oh, so Matt's not here to defend him. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that was so ugh, that was just horrible. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. But um, every part of that movie I loved from from all the sarcasm and just like the, the tongue in cheek humor and, and just like the really like WTF sort of uh, ideas, like even like Pete Davidson and, yeah. and the guy with the with the javelin. You need to take this javelin now. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with it? <laughs> I'm like, I mean, this is going to mean something. <laughs> the best part of the whole movie is Edris Elba and John Cena fighting, like arguing the whole time about who's cooler. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's a movie. And, and I mean, like this this next statement I'm going to make was absolutely proved true because now he has his own series. But that is a film that the best character was John Cena. And oh, you yeah. can't even you can't even like deny and be like, uh, he absolutely made this movie. You knew he was going to steal the show as soon as like, I mean, well, they're arguing in the prison. But as soon as they get on the beach, he's like, if this whole beach was covered in dicks, I would eat all those dicks for freedom. <laughs> and, and i mean like like uh the idea that he steals the show from margot roby like yeah holy crap <laughs> he stole it yeah. from everybody i i love it i i thought it was i just a brilliant film i've watched it four times you know um it, it's not like the best cinematic thing ever yeah. but it's like in terms of just like being a funny movie i just i really liked it oh yeah and the coconut guy turning everybody into coconut guy is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> when it, when the when starfish is you know 60 foot tall version of his mother it's hilarious and sylvester stallone playing uh king shark was hilarious yeah. hand yeah hand <laughs> friend uh, number two was a movie that I really liked, and I would recommend this to anybody. And everyone that I have recommended this film to has given it like five stars and just said it was really great. But uh, the movie Pig, also starring Nicolas Cage, Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to finish it yet. 
so it, it starts out kind of weird. You're not really sure where it's going to go. It's, it's basically the story of this guy who's kind of like a shut in because he dropped off the grid because he just like, he's like, Oh, what's the point? What's the point drops off the grid and all that, you know? And um, you know, it's him trying to find his pig. Cause oh, these two meth heads well, came and they stole he's, his he's pig. He's not just a pig. He's a truffle hunting pig. Yes, he is. He's a truffle hunting pig, but really he's his companion, you know, and, yeah. and he lives like a very simple life in, in the woods and all that. And yeah. you, you come to find out that he's this world renowned chef that used to have a restaurant and he's got some sort of, um, I don't know if you call it a ability or skill where he can, he can like remember what he cooked you on like a certain day or something like that. Like you're like, Oh, I remember what you had. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm watching this film and I'm like, this is going to be like a John wick, but he's a chef. Right. Not really. Like it's, no. it, it kind of puts that whole dynamic on its head and you're like, huh, no shit. And it's such an understated performance for Nicolas Cage that it's just like, this was really, really refreshing. And I, I would be surprised if that doesn't win some sort of like, uh, you know, festival award or something, because it was just really good. I've got a particular set of skills. Exactly. It's a I truffle, just, I can tell, truffle I can hunting tell, skills. I can tell you what you ate on December 24th, <laughs> 1974. <laughs> so um, moving on to my number one. And I know for a fact, this is Matt's number one film of the year too. And um, I'm assuming it's yours. I, I don't know. Yeah, I would but, say um, for 2021. Okay. For, for 2021, the movie we were most obsessed with in 2019 that didn't that we come were, out in we 2020. Were look, we were looking forward to this movie since the first day we saw the pre. Well, first day was announced, then the second day of the previews. We were, did, we, did we see this opening night, you and I? I it was either did. opening night or the next day, but yeah. So the movie I'm talking about is, of course, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. So yeah, it, and I it, do not regret getting my uh, thirty dollar popcorn uh, Ecto one. Yeah. So. No, it was. It was great. It hit on every note of nostalgia, but it did it tastefully. It did it elegantly. It introduced new characters good. It wasn't in your face over the top about anything. It was great. Yeah, and the the way that they had kind of an analog character for most of the other original Ghostbusters and you know, and then and then it's like, all right, you've got Paul Rudd introduced here and it's it's kind of like a retelling of the original Ghostbusters, but it's it's definitely got like different different hooks to it and then you realize as you get to the end that like egon is not really a piece of crap you're like oh yeah. okay cool i mean like maybe he shouldn't have completely lived his life like that but you know it was good that you know he did actually care about his family and stuff yeah i i like the way they kind of introduced the kids to where by the end of the movie you're like oh wait they kind of all represent a different original ghostbuster but for like the new age oh exactly and um i thought it was hilarious when you get like ray and ray's like Oh yeah, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> I'm like, holy <laughs> shit! I'm like, that's just the most obscure friggin' thing, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I like the way they introduced the kids. Is like basically mirror images of the original cast, but they didn't like overdo it in your face. Like at the end, you're kind of like, oh wait, they they're they're kind of making them the new ones. And and that's the thing about that 2016 Ghostbusters is they that was where it was like trying to get those sort of archetypes, and it just didn't work out. You're like, oh, is Melissa McCarthy supposed to be Bill Murray? You know, is like, okay, uh, you know, Kate McKinnon is clearly Egon and, you know, Winston is probably um, Leslie Jones. But who is, you know, Kristen Wiig playing? I, I don't get it. You know, see, I think the biggest downfall for me to the 2016 one was 
they introduced the original Ghostbusters cast as different characters. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the Ghostbusters verse. I'm just saying, like, you can't do that. You can't stick Bill Murray in and he's not Venkman. That is um, one of my least favorite Bill Murray performances. And it's not because he didn't act well or anything else like that. It's because the writing is drivel. It's not good. And like the direction that they went in was so uninspired where he's like, oh, I'm a skeptic, blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, and he's taken out by a pterodactyl ghost. That was not great. So and, and I think the movie itself actually had some really good gags in it. Like there's some good jokes in it. Like uh, L- Leslie Jones cracks me up in that film. And and I, I do like um, uh, some of the Kate McKinnon stuff. But um, in general, it's like the jokes are just so forced. It's just not great. Yeah, even Chris Hemsworth's like horrible in it. I, I, w- I will say like the Kristen Wiig, Chris Hemsworth jokes, some of those work pretty well. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I'm not I'm not I'm wearing glasses because I want to look smarter. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but uh, J- the beginning of it has Jared from uh, from Silicon Valley. So yeah. that's <laughs> I do like that part. Jared, Jared's always great. Now, um, I have a, a WTF film of the year. So okay. this this one is just uh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you get to watch the movie Ice Road with uh, Liam Neeson? No, I did not. I purposely skipped over that one. Oh boy, yeah. So, <laughs> oh boy, it, there. <laughs> if you like Taken, and I'm sure you do, uh, and you like Ice Road Truckers, boy, do I have the movie for you. <laughs> I so. imagine that it was a lot like every other Liam Neeson movie ever for the last decade. And in that, you would be correct, sir. Except for <laughs> they're driving a truck on an ice road. So, yeah, yeah, is uh, something else there. Kind. Of- <laughs> kind of like that Russell Crowe movie about him and uh, just driving angrily. Yeah, and it wasn't even called Drive Angry. It was, it was it called like <laughs> the aggressive, the aggressive driver. He's like, hey, you failed the signal back there. Are you a cop? No. <laughs> that movie was just that. Movie. You throw phones at people. I remember being that went to the movies and watched that one. We left like, what the fuck did we just watch? Exactly. Exactly. That's like that's like, oh, somebody films this shit and then forgot about it and then the pandemic happened and they needed a movie to release. Like I just want to be in the pitch meeting. I'm like, we have a movie. And they're like, what's it about? It's about road rage. For an hour and a half, he's just gonna follow her around. Jeez, I, I I would rather see that movie from Scrooged, you know, where the person just <laughs> like puts the shotgun in the <laughs> blast. Let's watch that instead. <laughs> or, or better yet, let's watch Drive Angry, also starring Nicholas Cage. Yeah. I'm just like, who who's the producer that goes, you know what? I'm gonna greenlight that movie. Yeah, good job. Here, here's thinking? here's here's five million dollars. Go make that. Oh wow, well, that that little jeez. I, I don't a, know. I, I dude, how much money do they truly need to make need for that movie? I, I don't know. It's literally Russell Crowe driving around for an hour and a half, just angry. Like, Can you imagine a movie like that on a dolomite budget? <laughs> Wouldn't it that be? Was. But I'm just—I I mean, the best—the best part of that movie too is they're like Russell Crowe. Just be you. So like, all right, I'm gonna fight him. <laughs> South Park, fighting around the world. <laughs> he drives his boat around the world and fights. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you about this movie because this was a movie that I didn't really get. I I don't think that I will ever watch it again. I don't think it's a bad movie, but hold on. Let me kill this cat. 
Greetings, Spice fans. Silk City Hot Sauce is now sponsoring the Dorkening Podcast Network. Our craft sauces are made in Vermont in small, high-quality batches using locally sourced, farm-grown ingredients. Silk City Hot Sauce comes in a variety of heat strengths and killer flavors like Jezebel, Erotic Fever, Mango Madness, and Good Morning Jonestown. And don't forget our newest creation, Hot Syrup. Make no mistake, Spice fans, this is the queen of sweet heat. There's new and unique flavors coming out all the time. Best of all, right now, listeners of the Dorkening Podcast Network can go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and use coupon code DORK. Not only will you get 20% off your order, we'll also throw in a free bottle of hot sauce. That's SilkCityHotSauce.com. Coupon code DORK. All right, he's alive. I just, you know, threw something at him. I don't know. But um, so I, I didn't really like this one. It's it's not that it's a bad movie. It's just uh, I don't think I'm going to watch it again. But um, did you get a chance to watch Last Night in Soho? Last Night in Soho. So it's uh, Edgar. Is it Edgar Wright? Edgar Wright that did um, uh, Baby Driver and all that. This was his film. Oh, no. As uh, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy or... Joy Taylor, whatever. No, didn't watch it. So this British girl from the country becomes a fashion designer student in London and all that. And she goes to rent this apartment in this, this apartment. There's like all this sort of like grudge energy. She goes to sleep. And when she goes to sleep, she wakes up in the body of Anya Taylor joy in like the 1960s. And it's like, okay. And you know, she's having this and that woman's going to be like a, uh, like a, a singer or something like that. It doesn't quite work out. And basically a whole ton of murders happen. And you're, you're not sure what the hell's going on from one perspective or another. And I just didn't get this film. And um, I don't know. It was just, to me, it was like, all right, I know some people liked it and I know like the performances and all that. To me, it was just like, mm, it's not for me. You're like, no, sir. I don't like it. So um, do you want, do you want to talk about what sucked? Well, I'm, I'm going to mention a movie that you actually you didn't mention. I'm surprised it didn't make your list. And that is uh, Nobody. Nobody was great, man. Nobody was really good. And, and another one that almost made my list was Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which was friggin' hilarious. Yep. So, but um, with, with Nobody, it's just below everything else. Like even like, like Werewolves Within. I liked Nobody a lot. And like the secret of who plays his dad Oh my God. I was oh, so yeah. good. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I loved nobody a lot. Any yeah, others we, that uh, we didn't touch on? Nope. That's it. That was, that was all my 2021. <laughs> yeah. I mean, usually we're, we're pretty close in some of these. Um, I, I was so impressed. Like, like to me, like the diamond in the rough here is vacation friends because oh, yeah, I, was... I don't think I would have watched it unless you had given it that glowing endorsement. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I watched it on a whim, just kind of like because there was nothing else. And I was like, oh, I'll watch it. Me and the girlfriend sat down, watched it, and we were both cracking up. It was really funny. And and um, there's a shortage of good comedies lately. So I'm glad. And, and we still quote that movie because, um, you know, we are we are an interracial couple. So we, we 
we we mesh well with the movie when he goes feel the wind through your hair he's like yeah but we got different types of hair (laughs) (laughs) we say that to each other all the time (laughs) i love that (laughs) so um big disappointments we already talked about two of them king kong versus godzilla and um mortal kombat mortal kombat being the most popular film on hbo max which is hilarious just because I, I didn't think it was great. I didn't absolutely and, hate it. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Yeah, it's it's a C movie. Yeah, you know? it's, it's a good, it's an entertaining watch it. You're going to have your moments where you're like, how, what, how, how, what, who is that? I feel like I've seen that movie and it was better and it was made in the 1990s. And so I'm like, I'm already kind of over it. Yeah, I don't know. This one was better than the 90s one. So... What did you think of Black Widow? Absolutely fucking hated it. I think it was garbage. Yeah, so you, you didn't like I I think it's okay. Like it no, was okay. There, was, there wasn't a scene in that movie that I went, "Wow, this is great." It was the whole movie I was like, "This sucks." So it was kind of contrived and like par for the course, you think? I don't even think it was par. It was no, subpar. Subpar. Dude. And then the backstory of like, "Oh, you can't hurt me cuz the pheromones." Just fucking break your nose and kill him. Stand stand far enough away where you can't smell him and shoot him. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the weirdest thing where it's like you had to get that close and all that? And yeah, I, I guess maybe you didn't realize it until he said it, but that's that's when she, she took her matter into her own nose, I suppose. But I just so. think it's stupid. It's like, oh, you can't kill me because the pheromones. Well, what if you're not in like at the same room? What if she's like on a building across the street and shoots you? To be fair, they didn't know that until they got there. So still though, if you wanted to kill the man, you could I like I really did like David Harbour. I really did like Rachel Wise in that. I liked um uh what's her name? Uh Florence Pugh. I liked her. So and then she comes back in Hawkeye later, which was kind of cool. I think it's I think it's good. It's it's not like my favorite Marvel movie. It's not my least favorite being Ant Man and Wasp. So which is still my least favorite. You know, over Thor Dark World and Iron Man 3, Ant Man and Wasp is still my least favorite, but I don't hate any of them. And actually, my least favorite's Eternals. I should say that. Yeah. Yeah. That I'd was... have to say my least favorite Marvel movies were the two that came out this year. Yeah. Eternals and Black Widow. It, it was just, um, I mean, it, it didn't have any wow. Yeah. Like you're, like you're saying. So David Harbour you know, was great in it, but it the didn't. Only, literally, the only scene that I found really entertaining was when she asked, uh, Scarlett Johansson, why do you always land like this? Yeah, the poser said. Yeah. <laughs> See, um, Sarah really liked that because she thought that they played up like the sister dynamic really well. And I, I agree they did. Yeah. And it was kind of fun, but it's a movie that could have never been made and it would have been perfectly fine. Yeah, you, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I have another film like that, also in a uh, series of long movies. You know, you, you got to see this one in the theater. I did not. I wanted to go, but um, I'm kind of glad that I didn't make it. But uh, the movie Spiral, yeah. so, produced by Chris Rock, starring Chris Rock in a uh, dramatic horror film. You know, um, this movie suffered what most movies like this suffer from. Not enough Samuel L. Jackson. I will say, uh, OK, I didn't love Spiral, but I will give it to Chris Rock in his acting is because he's you know he's a comedic actor but he actually didn't do horrible he was not the downside of this movie the storyline was the downside yeah and and the fact that you can 
peg who the bad guy is in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, exactly. And it's not and even you're like, like, does no one see this? Yeah, yeah it's, and it's not even like you could be like, oh, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's this guy. You're just like, no, nope, that's the guy. Oh, it's totally that guy. Like, you know, like, like, like if, if we were in the police precinct and they were like, who did it? We would just be like, this guy, this guy did it right here. Yeah, we'll be like. <laughs> Well, this this guy is clearly the new partner in a movie that is about a copycat killer of something. So it's like, yeah, it's clearly him. I mean, like Scooby Doo is going to pop out in the next section. Well, not only <laughs> that, it's like whenever they introduce a new character and they're like, we don't want to get, we don't tell them too much about the backstory. But everybody else, we're going to go into full detail on their backstory. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy right there. Be like, oh, he didn't go out for drinks. Oh, he's presumed dead. Oh, it's like, <laughs> it's yeah. like. Oh, he's got a tattoo that's an identifying mark. Okay. You know, it's like, yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, uh, it was just shit. But I, I, I didn't think a lot of the stuff really had the same gravitas either. Like some no. of the kills and stuff like that. And, and they weren't even kills. No. You know, it's like, oh, they died of shock afterwards. Like, oh, all right. That's weird. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I was ex- I was really hoping Chris Rock was I was excited to hear that he took that series over but it wasn't good did they make money or not really do you think i think they did yeah i don't think so they might have they probably broke even let me see how much they made how much how much did spiral i'm really looking forward to the david spade uh and then the uh, rob schneider uh horror movies (laughs) (laughs) Um, i kill people with sarcasm (laughs) okay so Spiral made forty point six million in the box office. That doesn't seem like a lot of mo- money for. But well, I mean, they, that's actually not bad. The budget it's was a Blumhouse, right? Yeah, the budget was only twenty million. Okay, so they, I mean, they made some money. Yeah, so they doubled their money. Okay. But yeah, no, the, the movie was not good. Was, I was, I was hoping for more, but like I said, Chris Rock was not the. He was not the part that sucked. It wasn't it wasn't that he sucked or anything like that. It was that there was just a lot of dialogue from him and it was just like a lot of angry shouting. And I'm like, all right. Well, I mean, I didn't I didn't really enjoy his acting, even though it wasn't bad. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, well, the angry act, the angry yelling actually goes perfect with who plays his dad. So, yes, that that does. But that's the thing, too. Like Sam Jackson is nuanced, you know, and it's, it's when when he does stuff, it's like he's going somewhere with it. Whereas like Chris Rock was just like all the time yelling and it's like, OK, you're you're exploding anger in a circle. Samuel Jackson is like right here. Say what again? You know, yeah. it's like it didn't it didn't mix for me. You know, so. Yeah, yeah it was it was me. Yeah. Now, I think the biggest budget last year, the biggest budget movie that that I'm aware of was um the Amazon movie, the tomorrow war. So that was huge. So, and that um, also has, didn't that have, um, uh, what were we talking about? Sam from uh, werewolves within. He was also in that, wasn't he? Yeah. So he was in that JK Simmons was in that. And JK Simmons is my favorite part of this entire movie, by the way. So, and um, you've got Chris Pratt and uh, was it a Yvonne, uh, Stravowski or whatever from from Dexter and from Chuck, she was in it. Actually, so the the largest budget movie for 2021 was uh, the Last Duel. Oh, 
that was a stinker, dude. I, I mean, I'm halfway through it, and I mean, I've fallen asleep four times. It cost a hundred million dollars to make. Wow, that's uh, disappointing. And then uh, Godzilla versus Kong came in third at 155. Or no, yeah, they they uh, budget was uh, 155 million, but they grossed 500 million off of it. Yeah, I mean, they there's no way they didn't make even the merchandising rights on that. It's just crazy. Dune had a budget of 165 million. Suicide Squad. 185 million. Okay, so actually, let doing less. That Michael Rooker, he ain't free. Oh, the Matrix Resurrection. That movie had a budget of 190 million dollars. I can see it though. I mean, at least with the Matrix, you can see where the money went. Uh, You know, same thing with Godzilla. It's like you could see, like, I wouldn't say it was crappy CGI. Uh, The Eternals had a budget of 200 million. Ridiculous. Uh, For what you know, Spider Man No Way Home had a budget of two hundred million. They uh, easily and, they easily made more than that back. Oh, they said that it's grossed one point six billion. So uh, yeah, so not as much as Endgame, but still like a good amount. Yeah, uh, Fast and Furious Nine had a budget of two hundred million. How do they sleep at night? <laughs> On a pile of money surrounded by many beautiful women. <laughs> and then actually the biggest budget movie of 2021 goes to James Bond. With All right, that, that makes sense. $250 million. That wasn't even filmed in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> I've yet to watch that. Did you did you catch it yet? No. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of over it. I honestly, I've I've only watched one of the Daniel Craig Bond movies. I'm not a big Bond person. I've never been a big Bond fan. I haven't seen Spectre yet, but I've seen the other ones. So um, you you've got uh, uh, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre, and then you've got No Time to Die. Then I forget yeah. if there's another one in there. He's now the longest tenured Bond, so he, he's been doing it longer than any of the other single ones. So Connery and yeah. um, uh, Roger Moore, George Lazenby, all of those. So, uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. I liked the Pierce Brosnan films. You know, I think at the end of the day, it's like when we we look back on this, Craig is probably going to come up as as a lot of people's favorite. I mean, he fits the role perfect, the look and everything. He's perfect for it, but mm-hmm. I'm just not a big Bond person. I um I used to be, and I think I just kind of got over it. I honestly prefer uh, Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible over Bond. I could see that. I mean, it's a it's a different thing. Like Cruise is not like the ladies man who's out there who's like trying to, you know, just walk around and be like this guy is like, oh, I'm so cool because I'm James Bond. I'm going to get the girl and I'm going to save the day and all that, but I'm going to do whatever I want. It's kind of like a, a totally different vibe. You know, he's a he's a spy. Yeah. You know, and, and he's trying to get the information, get out without people knowing that he's there. And Bond just kind of like walks in and walks out. <laughs> so it's it's a totally different thing. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Just like I said, now, I, I heard Edris Elba's in the lead to be the next Bond. Which I can well, see. good. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. You know, I, I, could, I think I it's could, cool. I could see him in the role. You know, I think he'd fit in there perfect for it. I would like to see him play Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. You want to prove you can act? Let's see. 
<laughs> Make this shit work. Yeah. How, you want to see him in the Pink Panther? Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Get, let's give him a real thing. So, you know, he, I all I keep going back to friggin' uh, the Godfather when Idris Elba, you know, when when uh, he's talking about uh, Johnny Fontaine, Johnny Fontaine with his good looks and his guinea voice, you know, it's like, and I'm like Idris Elba with his with his English voice and good looks. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I was reading a thing about Marlon Brando the other day. I didn't know he liked to swing with the men. I I don't know. He was he was him and, him and Richard Pryor apparently were lovers. And this, that's and that really was actually weird. confirmed by Richard Pryor's wife. I'm Richard Pryor. Now I'm Marlon's toy. I'm Richard Pryor and I suck dick. <laughs> I let men Cocaine's Marlon, a hell of a drug. I let Marlon Brando suck my dick once. King of the jungle. <laughs> what? <laughs> that doesn't make and, sense. And, and honestly, the funny part is, is I, I read this, and then the next day I watched um, Live on Sunset sunny, Strip. No, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And there's a scene where Frank talks about Marlon Brando getting it on with everybody. Though he's like, hey, "Yeah, you got to shove butter up their ass." I don't know. Brando was one of those people that was like really charismatic too, that like other people wanted to like please and be near and stuff like yeah. that. So that doesn't shock me. And, well, and I, I mean, was reading Richard about it. Pryor, man, he like, was all out there. Well, so I was like, I was reading interviews of, of who was it? I forgot who even talked about it, but they're like, he was just Marlon Brando could charm anybody. So it doesn't surprise him that everybody did want to sleep with him. Yeah. You know, and, then, and they're like, he had the reputation of fucking everything that walked. They're like Marlon Brando would fuck a mailbox if he could. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I I mean, um, yeah, Richard Pryor. I guess that doesn't that doesn't completely shock me, but um, you know, it kind of shocked me. I was like, Richard Pryor did some gay shit. <laughs> it was the eighties, you know. I mean, it was like around the era. He was in the Whiz, you know. It makes sense. He was in the Toy. <laughs> come, on, come here, Richard. I gotta I gotta offer. He could not refuse. It's my dick. Couldn't turn him down. I've just done Brewster's millions. <laughs> you sound like Cosby. Yeah, a little bit. Was what, going to the Cosby. what I'm going to do is I'm going to slip this roofie in Marlon Brando's drink and then I'm going to yeah. give it to him in the butt. Oh my God. Could you imagine if Bill Cosby was at all involved in this? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Marlon Brando's like, how do I get him to go to bed with me? <laughs> Cosby's just like, hey, what you gotta do there, Brando? You gotta give him a few of these in the drinks and then you give him the jello pudding, if you know what I mean. He's all like, I loved you in Leonard Part 6. It was an underestimated <laughs> film. I feel that in Ghost Dad are your finest works. Thank you so much. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm gonna go rape these girls now. <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, and now playing the role of Fat Albert Marlon Brando. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Did I get it? <laughs> did I ever tell you I don't like Eddie Murphy? <laughs> oh, who who doesn't like him? Uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah, that doesn't shock me either. You know. Well, even watching that comedians in cars when the one with Eddie Murphy, he's just like for some reason Cosby called him all the time and told him how to do his show. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing too. Cosby was also the guy who was like really critical of like of like other black comedians and celebrities and stuff like that. And it's like you look at where his personal life went. It's like, dude, you you shouldn't be all this all critical about people 
like that, telling them how to live their lives and stuff. And it's like, your life is a shamble. Well, you know? aren't the people in the highest up positions always the most judgmental, hypocritical assholes there are? He literally wrote a book called Fatherhood, yeah. you know, and it's like, didn't you have an estranged son that ended up dying in a drug bust or something? Like, I, I don't know the exact don't don't slay me on this, but it's like I thought he had like a terrible thing happen, you know, I'm sure but, he did. I'm yeah. sure he did. Because you know, that, we, just, we just don't talk about that. We only talk about the Cosby show. I, I go back to and I'm not trying to be judgmental here. I'm, I'm just pointing out the fact that it's it's a bit hypocritical, you know, and I go back to what um, uh, Mr. Rogers had said. It's like, you know, when people were talking about his kids and why they're angry and, and he said simply, I bet it's not easy being Mr. Rogers kid. Yeah. And, and I'm like, shit, that's about the most relevant comment that he could make. Well, dude, Mr. Rogers is fucking perfect. Well, that, I mean, that's that's the whole thing when it comes to like the relationship with his family that was strained because of what his life's work was. So, yeah, but, you know, it, it didn't Rogers, all work out. Mr. Rogers was just, dude, everybody loved him. I, I loved him. So, oh, is he awake? Dude, jump in. All right, we'll take a pause. Let, let's see if uh, let's see if uh, Matt is awake. All right. Crashed time- out. We'll, we'll take a timeout and see if he wants to jump in. And uh, I'm going to go get more water. All right. Go and ahead. Then we'll, and then we'll jump in. If he, if he jumps on, then we'll do something. We should probably go to Week in Geek soon. We're almost yeah, we, we could do that. We're, we're running along. So we, yeah. we talked about some things. I'm not going to pause it because then I got to edit shit and all that. So I'm just going to sit here and talk about things that rhyme with the name Corey. All right. I'll be back in two seconds. Corey. I'm gonna Story. go put it, I'm gonna go get a drink ready for the ladies in the room. Allegory, you know, the, the list goes on. So <laughs> you know. Well while Justin's gone, I'll take this moment to use my uh contractual obligated uh uh let's see. So um our sponsor is our network, the Dorkening. Check out the Dorkening.com. You can also check out the fine shows over there. There's still token with with uh, Ben and, and Jeff. It's a, a great bunch of guys. They actually just did a um an interview with uh, Tommy Chong. So that was pretty cool. I, that was fun to watch. You've got the Dorkening. They have a Monday creator spotlight show. They just had some, some really po- uh, cool people on there. There is the splash pages. Uh, it is a Tuesday comic book club page where um, they actually get together and they'll review a book and they will talk about it and kind of go through it and just give their opinions. And uh, the rating system is based on the number of crowbars. There's the uh, super retro throwbacks with Steven, Steven Christina. That's a great one. You got throw it on Thursday. I suck Marlon Brando's. Oh, (laughs) you got that. But uh, check out those great shows on the Dorkening network. And um, and Justin is back. I come bearing snacks as well. You do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so some potato chips. So I, I don't think he's going to get on anything like that, but we should probably get to our Weekend Geek because um, I think the the only ones that we missed, like we, we barely talked about the Tomorrow War and um, the the one that was the biggest letdown for me was Reminiscence with, um, uh, it was an HBO Max original that came out and um, it had it Hugh stinks. Jackman in it. Oh, it is a snooze fest. Like, I mean, if you need to go to sleep to a movie, put this movie on. It's it's a story of a guy who has this technology that lets you relive your happiest memory. And there's the tendency to, like, get addicted to it. It sucks. Like, I don't know how to make it to like that. It's like it's boring. 
there's just nothing about it that's interesting. The way they go about it, the way everything is filmed and everything and the effects and everything. It was just so blah. And, and Hugh Jackman is not an under entertaining person to watch like you're he's a compelling guy and you're like oh man he could do the phone book i like the movie australia that he's in which which says a lot because that's not a great movie either but like even just like the scenery in hd is like really great to look at you know him and nicole kidman and such you love him in the original deadpool movie uh which one the uh x-men origins yeah whatever that was do yourself a favor Watch that movie and don't watch Reminiscence because it was just not <laughs> not great. So, so let's. I had, a, um, I had a reminiscence of when Hugh Jackman made good movies. When was that? <laughs> Probably <laughs> Logan, right? What was what was the last uh, movie you made that was really good? Yeah, Logan. Yeah, I, I think so. So let's let's talk. Uh, we can geek then. Um, either one of us can kick it off. Who do you want to go first? Oh sure. Okay, so. Deadwood. I, I, I've been I've been busy. Yeah, I watched Deadwood all over again. Um, so I'm all caught up on Book of Boba Fett, which I know you are as well. Oh hell yeah! What's your How thoughts? excited were you to see um, one of your favorite actors show up? T- Timothy Olyphante comes back, and I was excited because I love Timothy Olyphante. If I could ever interview Timothy Olyphante, I'd be extremely happy. And I just want to talk about Deadwood. I'd be like, yeah, fuck Boba Fett, but. I would talk about the girl next door because that's one of my favorite things he's done. <laughs> or the Santa Clarita diet. I didn't watch that, but I, I heard it was good. I, I, actually, it's a good show. I like it. Um, especially because so it's got we just call that, in it, dude. Well, it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, we just call it the Baby Yoda show again. Book yeah, of Boba Fett, episode pretty six. Pretty much like. They were like, ah, people aren't really digging the Boba Fett, so uh, let's just make it the Mandalorian, but call it Boba Fett. I have zero issues with this. I think that most shows should do that, and I, I feel like if um, you know, like shows are just losing out, they should just have cameos from the Mandalorian, and it's back. Yeah. So absolutely great, great the, series. The, the I'm liking it a lot. Episodes are basically just should have been called the Mandalorian. I thought the music was even a little bit different too. Yeah, it went back to the Mandalorian style. Now, do you do you know who the character was at the end of the episode? The which one? The uh... episode six. Do you, uh, the blue guy with the the hoses and the I red eyes. His name, but I know he's from the uh, the Clone Wars. He is. Yeah, that's uh, that's Cad Bane. So yeah. he's a uh, he is a badass. So as as he proved so. Yeah, so I do know somewhat of him. I mean, I didn't watch the animated stuff, but I still know who he is. Space Western. So, yeah. So, if if there was ever a time to say that Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian were westerns, this episode cements it as a western. Oh, full agreement, and I dig it. Let, let's get more like this. Oh, actually, it was fantastic. I, I loved it. Um, for the first other. You know, four episodes. Do I love it? Yeah, not really. I do I was, not disagree with that whatsoever. If it would have, yeah, no, first four episodes were sucking, but they're, it's starting to pick up. Um, yeah, it was on so, a steady decline from like episode one down to four and then way up to five and six. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the flashbacks. That's that's the thing. Not a fan. I, I would be a fan of them if they were good <laughs> or more it's, relevant. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't know, like, like some <laughs> of that story. They're like having flashbacks to the time you went and bought 
like a hot sandwich when he's <laughs> <laughs> like 3 a.m. <laughs> I don't know. Like, depending on what's in that sandwich, it might be interesting if you like, hey, well, what was in it? It was a pastrami. Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah. Hot. Oh, OK. Well, yeah. It's like well, pickles. He, 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 it was a flashback of the Mandalorian going to subway during a polar vortex. If, uh, yeah, I'd like some banana peppers. <laughs> if, you, if you're getting my reference. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I am. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So that, that's good. Um, that's uh, Juicy Smulet. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that show just, yeah, it's all right. But uh, from there, then uh, I got on the new Hulu series that has come out. They released the first three episodes of Tom and Pam or Pam and Tom, or Tom and Pam, whatever the hell it's called. Oh, I thought, see, I thought it was a movie. That's that's no, cool, it's, a, it's a series um, broken up. And they've released the first three episodes, and it's it's great. I actually love it. Um, Sebastian Sands actually does a great impression of Tommy. The chick they got to play Pam Anderson's like spot on. Um, yeah, I was I was looking at that. Um, she looks really close to it, like yeah. back in the Home Improvement days. Yeah, like she's a spot on for '90s Pam Anderson. That's cool. And. Um, yeah, it's a great it's a great show so far. I was really sad that they only released three episodes. I was hoping they released them all so I could just binge it, but they didn't. So uh, yeah, I started watching that, and then uh, so after I got done with that, I went to the other new show that's uh, came out on Apple TV, After Party, starring Sam Richardson as well. So we were talking about earlier, <clears throat> along with Dave Franco, Tiffany Haddish, and pretty much uh, any comic that you could think of to recent. Knowledge. But none in cars driving with Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, none of them were in cars uh, with Jerry Seinfeld there. But, you know. Um, you're, you're really liking that Apple TV, huh? I, I, I tune in on occasionally because I, I pretty much, the only reason I subscribe to Apple TV is so I can watch Ted Lasso. That is by far my favorite. I've watched the morning show series. I, I should say I watched the first season. I heard I it sucked. The first season was all right. It was all right. It was all right. Well, the second season, I haven't watched it yet. But uh, After Party so far is pretty funny. I like it. Um, especially Ben Schwartz. He plays great character in it. Oh, he's good, um, man. Ike Barnholtz, or, you know, Ike Barnholtz is in it. That is that is someone that I would like to interview one day. Yeah, so uh, it's, 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 it's a good show. I suggest if you have Apple TV, start giving it a watch. Um, then I feel like I told you I've done more, but now, of course, I'm drawing a blank. Um, did you watch any movies? I'm trying to think. Did I watch any movies? Did I watch movies? I rewatched Candyman. I do know that. Okay. And it's it's the same time I watched it the first time. It's just okay. Actually, I, well, to be honest, like, yeah, the second watch, I kind of liked it less than after the first watch. So you won't watch it a third, I'm guessing. Unfortunately, I bought it. Oh! I, did, I was thinking, I was like, should I rent it? Should I buy it? Should I rent it? Should I buy it? And then you look at the price, you're like, I might as well just buy it. So yeah, I own it now. So I'll probably end up watching it again one day. Um, and I'm trying to think, did any new movies come out? Because if any new movies came out, I would have watched them. But I can't think of any at the moment. Yeah, so let's just go with that. Oh, I'm I'm with you. You know, for for my weekend geek, I have been watching. Uh, I've I've been doing like a ton of podcast shit. So it's it's been like just trying to get 
you know, between that and like my birthday, like it's, it's been like a lot of stuff going on. Um, I actually did have a chance to watch a brand new movie, uh, Nightmare Alley. Have you seen the preview for this one? Uh, yes. And I was actually planning on watching it uh, this weekend. So Bradley Cooper is in it. Um, uh, Rune Mara from. Yeah, he plays from. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's very much got like the carnival sort of vibes to it. Um, Ron Perlman's in it. And uh, what, what's her name? The chick from the Sixth Sense. who was the mother. I can't think of what her name is, but she's in it, too. So, chick you know, like. Sixth Sense. Yeah, Jake from Sixth Sense, you know, so she's in it. And Bradley Cooper ends up um, learning to be a kind of like a grifter, like a carnival grifter. And, um, you know, where does it go? Oh, Kate Blanchett's in it, too. So yeah. and it kind of goes one way or another. And it's like you, you recognize a lot of the actors. You're like, oh, shit, from this. Oh, Willem Dafoe. Oh, OK. Yeah. Oh, cool. You know, it's like like people that kind of show up and you're like, oh, all right. Yeah. You know, and it, it's kind of a fun spectacle to watch. And it's got like some twists and turns and you can kind of see where it's co- coming and going and all that. So it's, it's not like reinventing the wheel or anything, but it's like, it's pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, um, Willem Dafoe is on a tear right now, man. Like he can't do anything badly, you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it was, it was fun. I, I would say, check it out. It's not, it's not something where it's like, this is going to make my top 10 list or anything like that, but it's like, it, I don't regret watching it. So, you know, it's like, okay, I've got that experience. So I got to move on. <laughs> if you were to rank it versus the Holocaust, how would you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't there. So <laughs> it's a tie back, folks, to a joke you did not hear earlier. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, that was good. Um, I'm trying to get back into reading comics. So I picked up some comics and I have a stack and I have not read probably like an actual physical comic issue since October. So I'm, I've got like this huge stack that I'm trying to get back into, but what, what I'm really diving into right now is I picked up um, the book misery by Stephen King. Okay. Classic. Yeah. I've never read. I think I've read one Stephen King book ever and it was the dark half. And that was in like eighth grade or some shit. Right. So, you know, like, I'm a casual fan. It's like, oh, I like the movies and things like that. Someone was suggesting if I'm going to do an episode on Stephen King for my other show, the Fantastic Podcast, you know, I should probably read some of his books. I'm like, all right. So I'm going through and it's like, I, I like it. I'm like, man, I feel like I've really kind of missed out on that. If, if you ever get a chance, read, read it. The fucking ending of it is like, what the fuck? That's nothing like the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I, there's a lot of stuff in there that I hear is is uh, very different. <laughs> yeah, the, the kids have sex to cement their bond. Yeah, that sounds a little weird, but um, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So I was uh, I was honestly looking for Carrie or Christine to start off, yeah. but um, I, they didn't have them at my local library, so I I, I went with Misery, and um, I heard there's a Richard Bachman one called like The Long Road that I have to check out, but I could see getting into some of these i also have the dark tower to read and uh the cycle of the werewolf i've heard dark tower is a good book i i didn't mind the movie so much but i have not read the book yeah i've i've not read any of them so i i read the the comic adaptation that they did and i'm like all right this is kind of cool you know but you know i so i have a vague idea of what's happening as as much as anybody i guess you know reading a first issue of a comic but you know, um, I, I find that lately, like just getting in, into more like reading than I have been, which uh, which is, is not bad. You know, it's uh, 
it gives me a chance to kind of cool down and I'm enjoying it. But the, the book is really good so far. You're, I think I'm about showing, halfway through. So it was Justin's birthday yesterday. And now he's showing his age. I like to read a good book before dead. <laughs> you know what else? I like a cup of weak tea. Mm. Yes. After, after me and my wife get home from dinner at 4 p.m. I like to at curl 4 up with a good I'd like to curl up with a good book and be in bed by seven. I think I think what it comes down to more is that, you know, watching all these movies, that's really like not a pleasurable experience because they're not as good as they have been or anything like then going back and reading something that's like actually well done and like, oh, this does explain more things. And that's just more of what I'm looking for right now. Well, not only that, the, the books are original thought. A lot of the movies that are coming out are just regurgitated crap. Yes. I dubbed it regurgit crap. Yeah, pretty much. They're like, let's turn on the regurgit crap 2000. Well, it's an I... algorithm that writes movies for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait till meme the movie comes out because you know it's going to. Well, they already had fucking emoji movie, so. Oh, that's true. That was a Seth Rogen movie, too. I'm really looking forward to that um, that biographic pick of uh, Marlon Brando and, <laughs> and Richard Pryor. <laughs> oh, fuck me, motherfucker. <laughs> I think it's called I Fuck the Mailbox. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. So. Oh, God. But yeah, that's that's it. Other than that, just uh, still doing a little collecting for um, action figures and stuff like that. Um, my uh, my oldest has gotten into My Little Ponies, which is a whole different world of collecting, man. Let me oh, just yeah. tell you, like some of these things are going for astronomical. Like, yeah, you're, you're, there's a bro. I mean, there's the the whole My Little Ponies convention. Are you going to become a brony? I don't I don't know. Like, I never thought that I qualified for that because like I was into it because of my kids. So I, I always thought I got a pass, but I, I don't know. Like maybe I do fit that. But <laughs> you're just going to you're just going to start fitting the class of pedophiles. No, no, I not at all. <laughs> it's not going to be me at all. <laughs> I like to watch the Little Ponies because the girls like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, like my my kid likes it, so it's, <laughs> I'm like, I have to digress here a little bit, but yeah, but but it's kind of, it's been kind of fun, you know, like you spend so much time on your own collection and you know, those things, it's like, Oh, I got to get this star Wars or I got to get this, uh, you know, Marvel or Ninja Turtles figure or something like that. Then it's like, when you get to something else, it's like, Oh, she was really looking for this generation one sea pony or something like that. And I'm like, it's kind of a cool geeky thing that I can relate to her about. Mm-hmm. And I'm enjoying that, you know? Well, dude, there's, there's, that's what I tell people all the time. You, you just because you're a geek doesn't mean, Oh, I just love comics and that's it. There's so many things to geek out. There's car geeks. There's gun geeks. geeks. There's, there's, yeah, gun geeks. You know, there's people that freak out about anything. I'm a guy who freaks out over Levi's jeans over these days. <laughs> Mostly when they got ladies in them. <laughs> <laughs> but the sad part is, is like I, I, I do know too much about jeans these days to where like when I do find a pair that's like rare, I'm like, oh, my God, look at this pair. And everyone's also like, yeah, it's a pair of Levi's. Congrats. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. These these are this one. I don't know. It gets me excited, but nobody else seems to care. Why why not, man? I mean, you're gonna be one of those denim hounds that like goes into old abandoned mines looking for denim. Oh, dude, I would totally I would totally love to do that. I would 100 percent if someone said you want to go to a mine and look for old Levi's, I'd fucking 100 percent yes. 
well, there you go. I mean, that's that'll be our summer tour. So uh, the, <laughs> the, the old mineshaft tour. <laughs> the closest thing I got to uh, that this weekend was I went to an estate sale for a person that passed away. And I found Levi shoved in the weirdest places in the house. I also found the were, were they in the body? No, no. no. Oh. <laughs> well, there was a pair still on the body. I, I took them off. But. <laughs> These are still warm. <laughs> It was the first estate sale I've ever been to where I found the gentleman's porn collection as well. <laughs> wow, it feels like a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was all VHS, dude, like still in box. I almost bought them just because, but I was like, yeah, no. What did they charge for something like that? I don't know. They didn't have any price on it. I think they were trying Sir, to hide it. Just just take it. Just <laughs> Yeah, I think they were trying to like hide it because it was like off in a corner under like like a box of like garbage and stuff. And I was just like Holy crap, it's a box of porn. You know, Justin, I, I I would love if like you just bought that and then like you see a kid on the way out and you just like hand him the tape and you go, here you go, champ. <laughs> except, for, except for he would turn around and go, I don't have a VCR dick. Yeah, that's why it's funny. <laughs> that's why it's funny. All on VHS. You know, it's funny, though, because that has become a collector's market, too, where you can take all those VHS tapes and, and it like, doesn't even matter what they're for, and there'll be a market for it, which is crazy. There is a market for VHS, especially horror. Yeah, like horror, horror is like they're defining the genre. Yeah, horror VHS collection, collecting people are huge. V- yeah. Do VCRs sell for money? I mean, I got a yeah. couple of them. I'm not I'm not talking about like Veggie Tales the movie. You know, oh, it's no, like that's not that. It's like, you there, know, there's there's always movies that have been mass produced that no matter what, they're not collector items, but um the ones that you know they've redone, like the you know, Little Mermaid with the Dick Towers and you know, Dumbo with the racist crows and uh Song of the South, if you can find that. I mean, yes. I know I had that. Song of the South, uh the original um wizard of oz that has the hanging of the uh little person in the background did, did i tell you we have a friend uh, of the family whose uh uncle was actually the set dresser for wizard of oz so really? and, and um so he has an oscar and he, he actually won the oscar he's passed on so yeah. and he bequeathed it to uh, our family friend and um she actually like we got to see it that thing was awesome and it is heavy dude like like it's a heavy piece of brass well, I'm sure it is, especially made back then. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Like the new ones now, it's like, oh, yeah, we make it from this composite material. It's like, no, that was solid ass plastic. brass. I, I don't <laughs> think so. They, they, I mean, I, I think it would be like some sort of like plating, whatever. But, you know, or maybe they make them the same. I, I don't know. Yeah, but It's probably are... like some small company that makes them. Yeah. yeah, the actors are so full of themselves. I'm sure they are quite nice, but. Yeah, and and I know that they're not going to be made of gold. You know, there is definitely like some sort of brass thing. So, yeah. but it, it, it was cool, man. It was cool to hold one. You're like, damn, that was neat. Especially the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I have like like right next to me somewhere here, I have um, a check that was signed by uh, Jack Haley, the Tin Man. Oh, so, nice. And I have uh, three of the Munchkins. So, you know, <laughs> little little collection going on. Well, you should have told me I got rid of a bunch of Dorothy dolls and stuff at a, at a uh, flea market one time. I think the only thing I would look for at this point is if they had something that was signed by maybe like, like, uh, it, like if it was like Dorothy, the lion and uh, Ray Bolger, the, uh, the scarecrow, like all of them signed, I would get something like that. But otherwise yeah. it's like, I don't know. Like, I, I like the movie and all that, but I just thought I'm like, that'd be a cool thing to have, but 
you know, it was 26 bucks. So I was like, all right, why not? You're like, I don't don't got room with all the Ninja Turtles. Dude, seriously. I mean, you you see it. (laughs) And for the people at home that can't see it, Justin's got quite the uh, Ninja Turtle collection going behind. That's just the Hellboy shelf right there. And I think like like part of the Marvel stuff. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, but that's that's it for you got the diorama behind you, so that's. Of course, I have the diorama behind. Me. I told you I was going to be buried with that. <laughs> that is the hill I choose to die on. <laughs> One day I'll have an office set up with my collection behind me. Yeah, why not? Like a bunch of the helmets and stuff like that. So. Oh, I did. I did buy a new Star Star Trooper helmet. I did. Oh, uh, cool! I did indulge myself and buy the uh, the the white one. Oh, the the full white one. Yeah, so I did have a, I did add another helmet to the collection, so I'm up to the Sandspeeder one's cool too. But I like that one with like the red nozzle and like the one that's all red. Those are cool. Yeah, I like the Cardinal uh, one. That's my favorite because red's my favorite color. And then yeah, the the flame one is uh, pretty cool too. But yeah, I'm up to five helmets now. So nice. Pretty soon you'll be dark helmet. The collection will grow. No, sir, we didn't see you shining your helmet, sir. Good. Except for Good. That part, I, I, I unboxed the white one and I literally looked around and go, where the fuck am I going to put it? <laughs> <Pick up. laughs> I literally went, well, I guess you're going in the corner. Yep. You put We're it going. on the broom handle or something. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, well, I'm going to put you on the stack of boxes in the corner and uh, yep, one day I'll take you out. <laughs> Do you have the Mando helmet? I don't have the Mando helmet. Um, they're sold out everywhere. Except for eBay, of course, but they're yeah. locked up. Because uh, yeah, I was looking for it because GameStop had another sale, so I got the helmet for seventy nine bucks. That's so, not bad. No, I was looking forward to getting the Mando one too, but yeah, it was sold out, so I was a little upset. Yeah, well, what can you do? Well, we should probably wrap this one up. You know, that's um, what she said. So, damn it, I gotta get take ups. So uh, check us out at Geek Life HQ on Twitter, on Instagram. Instagram at, <laughs> at Geek Life HQ. Facebook, you can check us out at Geek Life HQ. We also are on the Dorkney <laughs> Network, and you can check us out there as well. And check, uh, uh, I'm just going to buff- shut up. We're not buffering. That's just Justin can't talk to oh, me. Damn it. <laughs> and uh, be sure to check out Murderville on Netflix. It just came out, too. That looks like a pretty funny, hilarious. Love to check it out. <laughs> Justin's got to either uh, take a shit or do something. Or am I doing I'm acting up? If you guys could see what I see, it looks like he's literally constipated holding a shit. In. It's like he looks like a turtle head's poking out, and he's really doing his best to hold it in. So on that note, guys, we'll uh, catch you next week. Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little. Deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, it's scary. Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books? Then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle-related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways Podcast Network. Give a listen, dudes. Cowabunga is this podcast for you.